This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning, this is Diane. Good morning, this is Diane. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Thanks for asking. Good. Good. My girl, mute. Good morning. This Thank you, Steve. He is good all the time. Happy Monday to you, too. Good day Love to hear your voice. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. It's Susie from Arizona. We are going to this morning. Anybody else on the line? I'd like to say good morning. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Hey, hey. Happy Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Tracy, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking how you doing. I love the ambiance in the background, the music. Yes, ma'am. Definitely set the tempo. Hello, hello. Good morning. morning. Hey, Letitia, it's Moxie. Good morning, Declare Victory. Happy Monday. Good morning, Trey. 
Good morning, good morning, happy Monday. It's Patricia from Arizona. Do you agree with this morning? Does anybody else stand the line? Would like to say good morning? Good morning, Lucisa. Happy Monday. Yes, Rochelle. Have a blessed, blessed week, sister. Thank you, Yes, thank you for that. Good morning, good morning, happy Monday. Leticia from Arizona, and I am your greeter and hostess this morning. Did everybody get a chance to say good morning? All right, well, now we can move on with the business at hand. Everybody, please make sure that you press your standard mute button as the call is being recorded, and we like to preserve the integrity of it. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We're a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, here to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you with your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue joining us for the last week of April, as we're all of our monthly theme is entitled Theological Faith. All the declarations will focus on the importance of having illogical faith, considering the will and plan of God, which allows us to walk and live with purpose. There are two announcements today. First, please join us tonight and every Monday night for Marriage Matters, for marriage couples or marriage hopefuls. You can join in to the same phone number tonight from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. That's Pacific Standard Time. You'll be happy that you did. Secondly, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission here at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on the biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to do so. DeclareVictory.org, PayPal.me backslash DeclareVictory, or the cash app, dollar sign, I Declare Victory Now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father. We return to you for giving and trusting in Him. There were no prayer requests on the app, nor were there any spoken ones. But God knows each and each and every individual needs of everybody on this prayer call. The order of the call today is the prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Gloria. The declaration will be brought by Jonathan. Then we'll go on to closing comments hosted by Leclerc, Jonathan. Again, the order of the call today is the prayer and corporate praise will be brought in by Sister Gloria. The declaration will be brought by Jonathan. Then we'll go into right into closing comments hosted by the Clara Jonathan. The scripture reading for today is brought to you from Mark 
chapter 5, verse 36, and it reads, Overhearing what they said, Jesus told them, Don't be afraid, just believe. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, I'd ask that you just triple check your phones, your listening devices, to make sure that the standard mute button is pressed um, until you're instructed to come off. As the call is being recorded, we'd like to preserve the integrity of it. Have a blessed Monday. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Yeah, I'm I want to thank you right now for this day. Thank you for this moment, for this opportunity to even come before you, boldly before your throne of grace in our time of need. We thank you, Jesus, for you are the author and the finisher of our faith, and therefore we arise. And we establish our legal right and dominion and under this over this region and over every region in which you have given us jurisdictional authority for according to Daniel 9 and 4, you are the only great and dreadful God, and therefore you keep the covenant with those that love you and keep your commandments. Therefore, we appeal to the God who said in Second Chronicles 7, 14 through 16, that if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, if I send pestilence amongst my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And now mine eyes shall be opened and my ears attend unto this prayer, which is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart shall be perpetually there. Therefore, I decree and declare that this call and that this place, victory, city, is sanctified. We thank you that where two or three are gathered in your name, you're in the midst. And therefore, whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And if we agree upon anything here on earth, it will be done by our Father in heaven. We thank you as we bind ourselves to your will that you have for us on this day. For you know the plans that you have for us, plans to prosper us and to not provide any harm, for there to be a future with hope. We thank you that we even come to you in a totally different realm, the Zion realm. And we are entered into the city of the living God, the new Jerusalem in heaven, we have joined the festival gathering of the myriads of angels in a joyous celebration. And as members of the church of the firstborn, all of our names here declare this we have been legally registered as citizens of heaven. We come to Jesus, who is our high priest, who is our mediator, who is our intercessor, who has established a new covenant through grace by his blood sprinkled upon the mercy seat, blood that continues to speak from heaven forgiveness, a better message. And the blood that cries out from the earth justice. We thank Jesus for the blood that speaks on our behalf. It covers our minds and thoughts with the blood. We overcome the devil through the blood of Jesus. We sprinkle the blood of Jesus and receive multiplied grace and peace. We are made perfect in the image of him through the blood of his everlasting covenant. We therefore rebuke all demonic distractions, spirits of torment and fear, because we have peace through the blood of Jesus. We receive all the benefits of the new covenant through the blood of Jesus. We receive healing and health through the blood of Jesus. We receive abundance and prosperity through the blood of Jesus. We receive deliverance by the blood of Jesus. And we receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit and the anointing of God through the blood of Jesus. For it is the blood that bears witness to our salvation on your throne. Thank you for the blood for it is by your grace that we can even come to you right now. For greater your mercies and they are new every morning. We ask, God, that you would cover us with your tailor-made armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, 
the gospel of peace, family, the sword of the spirit, which is your word, the shield of faith, which we use to punch any flaming arrows of the enemy. We ask that your angels be loose as a hedge of protection around each and every person on this call. For your word says in Psalm 34, 7, the angel of the Lord delivers them, those that fear him. He delivers. And in Psalm 91, that in their hands, they shall bear us up lest we dash our foot against the stone. So we ask that the angels hearken to the word and therefore provide protection on the north, south, east, and west of us. For it is not against flesh and blood that we war, but it's against principalities and wickedness in high places. So the angels go forth on our behalf and fight our good fight of faith. We ask that as we come before you in your word, for your word says in Second Samuel 22 and 3 that you are our shield and the horn of our salvation. You are a stronghold and our refuge. And in Psalm 18 and 2, where you are our God, you are the rock in whom we take refuge. You are our salvation and our stronghold. It is these promises in your word that encourage us to trust you for our protection. As you were a hedge of protection, for Job, as you are a head of protection for so many that are in the Bible, we ask and we know, and it is by faith that we believe that you are a head of protection for us. For you said in Luke 10 and 19 that we have the authority to tread upon the serpents and the scorpions and all power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt us. And that with God, everything is possible for with you on our side. What is the whole world against us? So we ask that you would give us peace on today. That no matter what circumstances we go through, no matter what the enemy tries to bring our way, that we know that in you we have victory. It is in you that we have our being. That it is not by our might, it's not by our power, but it is by your spirit. By your spirit. So we ask that our prayers be not hindered and you would have mercy upon us, O God, according to your loving kindness, and you would blot out our transgressions according to your tender mercy, for it is only against you that we may have sinned or done evil in thy sight. So let us hear joy and gladness that the bones you may have broken shall rejoice. Purge us with hyssop, and we shall be clean. We thank you for the blood that washes us whiter than snow. Do not cast us away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit away from us, but instead restore to us the joy of your salvation for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. We shall continue to teach sinners your ways and transgressions shall be converted unto you. You know all the prayer requests, even if they weren't spoken. You know each of us by name. As you knit us in our mother's womb, you made us fearfully and wonderfully made. So we ask God that you would provide a hedge of protection even upon this nation. With everything going on with the with the wars, the rumors of wars, with the violence, even in the domestic realm, God, we ask that you would provide peace in our cities, in our neighborhoods. For you've given us that jurisdictional authority. So we ask that you would allow there to be peace on today. That those fights or those bodies or those lives that would have been lost, that you grant them grace to live one more day so that they can have an opportunity to get to know you. We ask that you allow our president and the leaders of this nation to operate in wisdom and discernment under your guidance as they go to nominate laws and create laws, that they do it according to your will and the purposes and the plans that you have for the nation. And as we begin to take our phones off mute, we do so rejoicing and shouting, for we know that it is by faith that we can say to the mountain to move. All we need is the faith of a mustard seed. So by faith, you let your prayers be known. Yes, Hallelujah. 
to worship him, but you maybe do it <clears throat> while your phone is on you. We ask, Lord, that your spirit of truth, your Holy Spirit, would teach us and guide us today, that you would pour out the, your wisdom upon us on this morning, and let the Holy Spirit be our guide and our compass so that we will know what we are supposed to do today, what is our agenda for this day. We ask that the generous gift of wisdom, that every word that you speak, full of revelation, becomes a fountain of understanding within us. We ask that you would fill our thoughts with your words until they penetrate deep in our spirit, that you would impart true life and radiant health into the very core of our being, that you would guard the affections of our heart. For you, we know that the battle and the race is not given to the swift or the battle to the strong, but the one who endures to the end. So we ask for your illogical faith that gives us endurance on today. We close this prayer. We take solace in knowing that your word does not return back to you void, but it accomplishes all that you want to please and prosper. All we have to do is ask and it to be given. Seek and we shall find. Knock and the door be open. So we ask that grace abounds on us this day. As the declarer comes forth, as you allow her speech to be seasoned with grace, as if it were salt, that she may know how to answer each one of us on today. Holy Spirit, that you have your way. The declarer may decrease and Holy Spirit, you increase. As we are here seeking a word from you, Lord. As we seal this prayer in the blood of Jesus, and it was in the mighty name, in the master's name of Jesus that we pray. Amen, as I pass the call. Amen. 
Amen. I just thank God for um, this call, and uh, thank you so much for such an amazing prayer. Um, I didn't catch who was praying, but, um, you know, God just continues to use all of our prayer warriors here on this call, and I just appreciate you, and thank you so much um, for just allowing God's anointing uh, to be on your life. Uh, thank you for our host and uh, for all of those who are instrumental behind the scenes and uh, making sure that things uh, run smoothly um, here for this call today. Um, let me open up in a word of prayer. God, we just thank you, God, for um, the message that you have today, God. Um, let it not land on deaf ears, God. I pray, Lord, that you would uh, use me, God, to um, deliver your message, God, um, that it not only uh, brings healing and restoration to those who hear it, God, but that it also um, awaken within me, God, um, direction and uh, a level of faith, God, that allows us all to just continue to trust you, God. We just praise you and we magnify you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Once again, I just want to thank all of you who uh, participated this morning. And um, as was stated, uh, this topic for this morning is illogical faith, illogical faith. And I know uh, throughout this week, we've had some amazing declarers who have talked about what what faith is, how it's the belief in God, and, you know, it uh, knows, it, it's about knowing God's character and who he is. Um, you know, it's difficult when you're dealing with things that cause you to be doubtful or fearful, um, but if you believe in God and trust in who he says he is and that he's in control, um, you have faith. Um, but what's a logical faith? It means having that absurd, that crazy kind of faith, um, that faith that um, denies uh, our, our common sense, that goes beyond what's, what's natural. Uh, it's a ridiculous kind of faith. It's a laughable kind of faith. Um, um, characterized by, you know, having that um, faith that's not just uh, based on our sight, but based on um, things that are that cannot be seen, uh, things that cannot be understood. Um, so, how does this um, illogical faith uh, occurs? Uh, faith is more than just belief. Um, James 2.19 says that even the demons believe and tremble. So it's not just about um, belief, um, but it's this conviction within ourselves. It's this confidence within ourselves. Um, it's this concrete conviction of who God is, um, knowing that there's this future reality that is to be given unto us, um, this promise that God has given us. And Hebrews 11 talks about how faith is that substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Um, and we find this litany of all of these uh, people who have been so faithful, who did not see the uh, the 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 income come, uh, their their work come to fruition, but yet uh, they were walkers and believers in faith, and the Bible talks about how we should be just like them, and through their eyes, we see what faith is like. It enables us to walk with God. It, it builds an ark when you've never seen rain before. Um, it's knowing that you're having a child and You've been barren for years. 
It's this space that you can relocate away from your family and knowing that every provision is made for you. It's this um, space that um, um, that God is in complete control um, going to this foreign country and not knowing um, where your destination is. As I said, that is that illogical faith, that faith that is beyond our even um, ability to understand. Yes, we're talking about radical faith. For faith allows us to pass through that Red Sea. It allows us to trust that God is going to make provisions even though we can't see it or understand it. So today I wanted to, as we talk about this this faith, I wanted to talk, share a little bit about um, my life because so often um, in our life, we begin to kind of reflect back on how God brought us through and um, areas that he brought us through. Um, and you begin to realize, you know, there were things that God was showing us that um, even though we love something the most, that if we just yield it to him, just completely gave it over to him, that he can turn things around for good. Um, and it kind of made me think about um, this time in my life. Uh, shortly after I got married, um, I we had no intentions of having children. In fact, we had made plans uh, to not have children for three to five years. Um, I had an IUD uh, put in. You know, we had planned to travel. We had planned to spend time together. But within six months after getting married, you know, I was pregnant, and I was traumatized by this because I knew that I had some health issues. I had some um, things that had been occurring um, in my health that the doctors did not understand. They didn't know what was going on. They had me on these high doses of medications. And in fact, the doctors came and met with my husband and I and told us that we had a decision to make. We needed to decide whether or not we wanted to carry through with this pregnancy because it was inevitable that he would turn out to um, either uh, be uh, have disabilities or uh, be born without a limb or be born, you know, um, undeveloped. And, you know, we had an amniocentesis done and that um, amniocentesis Synthesis came back showing that, you know, there were some irregular uh, activities happening within uh, the blood of the, the fetus and that, you know, they encouraged us to just go ahead and abort and to not uh, pursue the pregnancy to full term. But, you know, we just had this, you know, this crazy kind of faith knowing that God was going to make a way, God was going to um, you know, we knew that if I was able to get pregnant in spite of an IUD and that, you know, uh, in spite of this device that was supposed to um, stop and block me from ever getting pregnant, that this was truly something from God. And so we decided to go ahead and pursue the pregnancy. Well, upon um, David being born, I had like a really difficult um, delivery. It took probably about two days. It was close to 48 hours. They had to start inducing, then they had to stop the inducing of the labor, and then they started back again, and it was literally a 48-hour period. Um, once he uh, was uh, at the, the, the brink of being born, uh, the doctors realized that his heart rate had dropped significantly, and they realized that the umbilical cord was around his neck. And so they uh, immediately took me in to have a C-section. 
um, this whole time, um, even though we had um, ultrasounds done, um, you know, back in in those days, they didn't have as clear pictures as they do now, but we still weren't certain the development of this child. We still, uh, the doctors weren't certain. We knew, we knew he was going to be perfect. We knew he was going to be fine, but the doctors were still skeptical. Um, so after all this happened throughout the pregnancy and throughout the birth, you know, they were just, inevitable, you know, they had a whole team of doctors set up to take him straight back um, once he was born. Um, we barely even got a chance to see him. And so um, they uh, got the umbilical cord off of him and was able to uh, deliver him through C-section. Um, he had some lung issues and they immediately rushed him back to uh, uh, prenatal um, services and had him in an incubator and everything. Um, now, forward, let's, uh, let's move forward about six years. You know, David, throughout his um, infancy, he had a lot of lung issues. He had a lot of problems with um, the development of his lungs. He was on an apnea monitor for the first maybe year of his life and during that time um you know they just never thought his lungs were going to develop but through that time we just kept trusting that god this child was a gift from god this child was um going to develop fine he was going to be normal he was going to be you know everything was going to turn out fine for him um after he was you know, throughout his um, childhood, you know, he wasn't able to play a lot of sports because of his asthma and his lung development. Um, finally, he was, you know, he was constantly in and out of hospital with his um, asthma and his lungs and his oxygen levels were constantly dropping. And this one particular time, he was probably about five or six years old, and he had gotten into, he had went into the hospital um, for really um, severe bout of asthma. And they, his oxygen levels had dropped so low, they decided to put him in a coma in order to allow his lungs to, uh, give his lungs time to um, recuperate from all of the stress and the pressure that he was putting on him to try to breathe. So they literally had uh, put him in this coma. Um, the doctors had um, basically told us, you know, I don't know if he's going to make it through the night. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. His lungs have been working so hard. Uh, we don't really know, you know, what's going to happen. You know, just kind of stay close. And so we went down. I got some dinner. And then after dinner, I went and sat in the chapel. And I remember just crying out to God during that time and just praying to God saying, you know, God, I don't, you know, I know you blessed us with this child. You know, he's six years old now and I don't know, you know, um, what purpose you have in his life, what it is that you're going to do with him, but I know it's gonna be amazing. I know, you know, when you gave me uh, this child, I know that you, you promised me that he uh, would live and not die. And I just kept praying and praying and praying. And it was amazing because every single day that we would come to the hospital, you know, there were incidents where other children who were getting sick, who were uh, just as ill as David, who didn't make it. And um, we were constantly like on edge, like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? You know, I'm comforting other parents and, you know, trying to minister and be there for other parents while all the while we're trying to deal with David's situation. And finally, um, when I went to the chapel, I literally laid prostrate on the floor and just cried out to God and was like, you know, this is the one thing that I love so much that you know, I'm just going to commit him back to you. You know, I'm just going to, I have faith that you're healing him. I have faith that you're going to restore him. And if it means that, 
you know, almost as Esther was praying, like, if I live, I live. If I die, I die. You know, whatever your will is, you know, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to have faith in you that you're going to make this work um, for good. And I got up from, from praying, and I went back to the floor, and um, my husband was running down the hallway, and I immediately just sank. Like, I just thought he was gone. You know, I thought, oh, my God, what happened? I literally collapsed. And he was like, no, 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 it's good news. But he, like, you know, practically had to walk me back into the room, and he was like, you know, he's still on oxygen. He's still in this um, um, induced coma. And I'm thinking, what's going on? Like, nothing's changed. And he was like, you don't, you don't know what happened. Like, he literally um, tried to write, like he was trying to move his hand. He's six years old. So clearly, he doesn't have great (laughs) um, ability to write. But he was, you know, moving his hand like he wanted to write something. And he had tubes down his throat. So my husband gave him a notepad and a pen, and David proceeded to write on this notepad, Star Trek, 7 o'clock, record. (laughs) So we were like, what? Like, this child is thinking about Star Trek. He's in a coma, and he's thinking about Star Trek. Now, David was the biggest Star Trek fan ever, and here he was, you know, God was just showing me, you know, I got it. I got it. You know, don't worry about this child. He's he's with me. He's I've got control over this child. He is I I have my hand on him. I have a purpose for him. Uh he will make it. And that's just that crazy radical um faith that we need to have as believers, no matter what, you know, we need to know that God's got it. Even when things look grim, regardless um, to what the end is going to be, it's going to be what God needs it to be. And we need to trust that and have faith in that. Uh, So often, um, I think of Moses, you know, he was struggling with who he was, you know, he felt like he was a murderer, he couldn't talk, he had done all these horrible things, and yet God still used him. God has a purpose for each one of our lives. He has a a, a purpose to use us in a mighty way, and so often we get stuck in our past, we get stuck looking behind, you know, I always talk about how, you know, there's a purpose for a rearview mirror so that we can see and make sure that there's no obstacles um, in our way. But sometimes a rearview mirror and looking behind can be tragedy to us. It can be a way for the enemy to really mess with our minds. Sometimes we get to looking so far behind and listening to what the enemy has to say who we are and not listening to what God says who we are. We get so caught up digging up dead grave that before you know it, you're living with the whole carcass, a smelly corpse. And before you know it, you cannot succeed and move forward or do anything because you're living around dead bones that have been corpse, that have been rotten, that have been stinking for years. But you choose not to uh, listen and believe in the, uh, the promises of God in your life, but you're listening to the enemy. For God has promised us to do some amazing things, but yet we continue to listen to the enemy. In fact, the scripture talks about how we need to be more than conquerors. We need to trust in him. One of my mother's favorite scriptures, and, um, you know, it's kind of bittersweet because she's dealing with Alzheimer's. And, you know, we used to read the scriptures together all the time, and she still quotes the scripture And she talks about how we must trust in the Lord with all our heart, lean not into our own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct our path. And that's what needs to happen. We need to trust God. We need to acknowledge him. We need to put him first. 
he's going to direct our path. We can't lean into our own understanding. It's beyond our understanding. That's what radical faith is about. It's not anything you can conceptualize in your mind. It's crazy kind of faith, knowing that God is who he said he is. God is who he says he is. God will do what he says he will do. And we need to walk in that promise. We need to believe him for that. We need to stop listening to the enemy and listening to uh, what the enemy says that we are. But we need to listen to God, who is our guide, who is our director. It made me um, um, think about when I was uh, younger, um, my husband and I used to work with these youth in uh, Colorado, um, youth at risk programs. And we went on this camp trip um, up in Aspen, and we were propelling down this mountain. And I remember getting um, attached to all of the ropes. And I remember as I was standing there, the, uh, the, the instructor said, you know, push off away from the mountain. And I was so scared. I was like gripping onto the rock. And he was like, you're not going to make it down if you don't push away, if you don't push off of the rocks. And as you um, launch out, you need to let your rope down. Uh, let your rope loose, and each time you let the rope loose, you'll come back to the rock, and you got to push back off again. So all this time, I was like, no, no, I don't want to get, I don't want to let go. God is calling us to let go, to listen to um, uh, what Jesus, what God, what his word has told us. We need to sometimes launch away from that rock. And once I began to launch away and push back away from the mountain because the mountain was going to cut me up and destroy me if I didn't launch back and, and launch off and just trust that God had it, just trust the ones who were guiding me down that mountain. And once I got to the end of the mountain, you know, there was someone reaching their arm out to stabilize me as I got to the bottom. And that's what God wants to do for us. He's holding his hand out. He's reaching out to stabilize us. He's got us. But we need to just trust him. We need to have that crazy kind of faith, that insane kind of faith, knowing that he's got us no matter what. So I want to encourage you guys to, you know, trust God, you know, with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding, but acknowledge him and he will direct your path. God bless you. I'd like to open the call up for those who uh, would like to say good morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Amazing declaration. God bless you. Good morning. Good morning. This good morning, is Mary. Good morning, Mary. Who else is that? Kenya, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, it's Jubilant Juliet. What's the excellent? Good morning, Juliet. Good Thank morning. you. God bless you. Good morning, and it's Diane. Great declaration. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. It's Miss B. Great to hear your sound, Pam. Good morning, Ms. D. So good to hear your sound, too. Good morning, Julie. Great decoration. Good morning, it's Monica. Great decoration. Good morning, Monica. Good morning. This is Yolanda. Great decoration. Good morning, Yolanda. Good to hear your sound. Good morning. It's Natasha. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, Natasha. Good morning, it's Patsy. Good morning, Patsy. Um, well, let me open it up for any discussion, questions, comments. Good morning, it's me, Mary. Good morning, Mary.
anyone who have any questions or comments or um, maybe there was something that um, was said that you want more clarification or that really um, spoke to you. Good morning, Pamela. Happy Monday. It's Rochelle. Um, uh, great declaration. Um, I think um, the light that you turned on for me was um, as long as we dedicate what God has gifted us, then he will honor it. And then he just dropped the numbers, um, 2319, that God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Had he said it, shall he do it? Had had he said it, so it is so. Let me, um, yeah, had, I'm sorry. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. He Had he said, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken it, and he shall make it good? So all that he has gifted us with, that he honors his word. Um, even he reminded me of um, the child, the, my last daughter. If someone can check their phone and mute it. Um, my last daughter that he came and told me that I would bear another child. And I'm looking like, but the last one is seven years old and the oldest is 19. Lord, we, what? We about to, we about to go traveling and doing some stuff. And that wasn't his will. And, you know, my husband right. was just like, no, it's, we about to kick it. What what are we doing? I said, uh, whatever he said we doing. And he was mad for a long time, but that's his little best friend now. Cause now he knows that he's a, the my daughter is a promise to him um but i said that to say that whatever he gives us when we dedicate it back to him he honors that his he he honors his word so that was huge it just made me to understand that um what belongs to him is his and if we allow him um just to take if we take our hands off of it totally and give it back to the one that gave it to us, then he will honor it. So great declaration, just um, speaking on faith and how we can just let it go and know that he is God. And besides him, there is no other. So God bless you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was hard. I think that was one of the most difficult things God had taken me through. I mean, you know, throughout the pregnancy was difficult, but to, you know, tell me he going to bless me with a healthy child and that he was going to be fine and he was going to, you know, grow up to do these great things. I just, you know, at six years old, I couldn't see it, you know, but I just had to really trust that, you know, okay, God, I, I see him sick now, but I know that's not him. That's not what will be, you know, I know what you promise is what's going to be. I mean, and, you know, look at him now, you know, he's, come so far doing, you know, decorations, praying, you know, he's leading our Bible study for our family and, you know, just God is just uh, using him in such amazing ways that, you know, there were times that, you know, I questioned it, you know, I was like, okay, you know, really God, like this child is like way out there. You know, are you, you know, I know your word says that, you know, you'll bring him back, but, you know, like he's, he's, he's doing some crazy stuff. You know, I remember we had a, a 85th birthday from my mother um, and David was so drunk. It was like, I was embarrassed. Like, oh my gosh, my child, you know, but, you know, God turned it around and I just had to keep holding on to you know, that what I knew God had spoken to me about his life. And I had to keep speaking that into his life, you know, even though he couldn't see it and I couldn't see it, you know, I had to keep speaking it into his life. You know, every time I spoke to him, it's like, you know, you're, you have greatness. God is going to use you. You're going to do amazing things. And, you know, he'd be like, oh, mom, I don't want to hear that. But, and they often know. don't want to hear it. Yeah, they don't. But even as parents, we dedicate them. Well, we are never too old to dedicate ourselves back to him. Yes. Yes. Amen. Anyone else who'd like to comment?
Hello. Hey, good morning. Hi, Pamela. This is Maki. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. I love your declaration. And it, it just brought a couple of things up for me. The, the main story, of course, when you were speaking about um, um, David, I just couldn't help but think of, about my nephew, Honor. Um, it's, just, it's just evidence um, of who he is that what no IUD was not going to stop that boy from being born. You know, every time I look at him, I'm I'm so serious. You know, I never kid my sister. She has just gave, you know, she has just had birth to um my niece Faith and uh you know, they they're a couple years apart, but she wasn't having no more. She had got the IUD, she was done. And we was at the gas station and I never forget this. She just kept looking at me, she said, Mona, I feel something moving in my stomach. I'm looking at Kel like how? I mean, I know you got the IUD. She was like, Sir. She, her eyes was bucking like two bow dollars. Like, Ugh. I feel something moving in my stomach. Ugh. And then next thing you know, she went and got the test, y'all. And of course, she was pregnant and was already five months. Wow. I mean, it was, yes, five months. And here he is, y'all. He is, he's here. This boy is smart. He loves God. He just, you could just see he, he, was every, he was supposed to be here. But then when you also had spoke about the um, let go, you know, the fear, you know, uh, when he was on the road, you know, um, on the thing, you know, going and how the man was like, only how you going to get down if you let go. You got to let go, you know, and that just keep on ringing, ringing in my spirit because, you know, some things we do hold on to, you know, and that's what being our mind, that's telling us we can't do it or we're not um, worthy or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to thank you for your declaration because we have to let go and hold on to his word. That's what we hold on to. But we let go yeah. of those things that we know don't do us no good. Like, you know, we hear it. You know, I'm so glad that I get it now. At first, it was more I was hearing it. It was just more I was thinking like it was always going to be there. It was always like, you know, it was just something I had to deal with. You know what I mean? But it's, that's not true. That's not true at all. You know, I can rebuke him and I can tell him the truth. And, and I can move. Like you said, I can let go. So thank you so much for your declaration. I really appreciate you. And I'm so grateful for David. Look at David. David was supposed to be here. You understand? I, I know. It was supposed to be here. I love looking at God and the evidence because I know we are the evidence of it, y'all. But when we see it, it's just so beautiful to me and hear it. I love the testimonies. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it was interesting because last night when I was um, working on this, I, you know, with that letting go and not letting, you know, getting caught up in everything of the past. You know, so often we do that. You know, we are our worst enemy. You know, Satan will use our, our mind. That's why we're supposed to renew it is <laughs> because he'll just constantly replay these stories in our mind. And it just kind of, you know, the revelation just kind of hit me like, you know, we're just digging up all this dead stuff. <laughs> you know, we we walking around thinking we all that and we smelling and stinking and <laughs> You know, carrying around all these dead corpses with us, living with all this dead stuff. And, and that's exactly what it feels like. Uh -huh. And that's exactly what it feels like, too. Like you're dying and you're just carrying it around, but you, you still want to carry the dead. <laughs> right. Just wait it down. Yes. That's exactly what it feels like. I'm sorry. Go ahead. If anybody else wanted to, to chime in. Anyone else? Who'd like to share? Well, I won't keep us. <laughs> Hello? Um. Is someone trying to say something? I can't tell. Good morning. This is Swanita. Um, oh, I didn't get a chance to say hello. <laughs> but good morning. I just really um, thank you for your declaration. You know, I 
I thank God for David as well, you know, in his life um, and how he has poured into us. Um, I just thank you how you, um, you know, let us know, you know, that just to constantly, no matter what it looks like, to hold on to God, um, unchanging hand. He doesn't change. And he, what he promises and what um, Rochelle said, like, you know, if he said it, he's going to do it. So we have to con- consistently believe that. God is going to do what he said he's going to do. And also, um, what I what I have gotten through your declaration <clears throat> is that, I don't, I kind of lost my train of thought here, but um, what, no matter what it looks, I, I was liking the fact that you constantly, no matter what it looked like, that you still poured into him who he is, who God said he is, not who he, what he's doing. And a lot of times when we have a child that's going wayward, we speak into what he's doing. We kind of manifest that instead of what God has said he's going to be no matter what and letting him know that he's a king, that he's a, you know, that he's going to be a, a man of God. Or not say going to be, that he is the man of God. A man yeah. of God. Uh, and so it's kind of hard for us as, you know, as parents when we see our child go a, a, a certain way to, to, you know, manifest that problem instead of um, just, you know, manifesting God's word into his life, speaking those words. Those words mean so much. And, you know, I learned that now my two, my kids are adults, but, you know, with the grandchildren, you know, and there's, you know, three of them are teenagers, you know, just to speak into their lives no matter what is going on, speak with God's word into their lives. Um, so I just thank you for your declaration. It's really powerful. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, and that's what it's about, really speaking uh, things into existence. You know, there's uh, life and death and the power of the tongue. And so often, you know, we speak death into the lives of our children and our loved ones because, you know, we're always bringing up, you know, what what it looks like, you know. You're no good. You flunking out of school. You doing this. You doing that. Like we're we're speaking all of that and putting that out there. That, uh, but rather than speaking who God says they are, you know, I know if I my parents had looked at what I was doing, you know, when I was his age, you know, they would have never thought I would have amounted to anything, you know, because you know we all have had times in our lives where, you know, we weren't living right or doing what we needed to do, um, you know, according to God's word. But, you know, it's all about, you know, walking in that crazy faith that we know that, you know, his promises are going to come to fruition, that that it's going to happen, even though we can't see it, even though it looks bad, you know, it's all going to work out. Anyone else who'd like to share? Good morning, Sister Pam. This is Leonia Sowers. And I just I, I just wanted to holler out good morning to you and to thank you for all of your prayers. I love you, girl. I love you, you too, a, girl. Yeah, have a blessed day. Thank you, you too. So good to hear your sound. What's at the top of the hour? I'm going to go ahead and close this out in prayer. If there's uh, no one else who'd like to share or say anything. Good morning, uh, Pam. Uh, Pam, this is uh, Jubilant. And just wanted to say, first of all, there's powerful testimony about Dave. I I never heard that, and it was like the way you were describing was very powerful. What comes to me when I think of you as champion of faith? And I'm going to leave it at that. Wow. (laughs) Have Have a great day. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, my sister. Um, I... You know, it's 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 not always easy, so I'll just say that. But you know, we just have to keep 
um, keeping God's word um, at the front um, and constantly believing who we know that we are and not what the doctors are saying. Um, anyone else? All right, well, let's close out in prayer. Father God, we just come to this morning thanking you, God, for uh, your word, thanking you, God, for who you say that we are, God. I thank you, God, for this call and uh, for the community that has uh, come together this call, God. Uh, Thank you, God, for um, each one of your children that are here under the sound of my voice, God. I pray, Lord, that we would begin to walk in that crazy faith, God, that radical faith, God, and knowing and believing um, who you say that we are, God, and trusting that your promises will come forth, God. God, we just give you all the glory and the praise, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Love you all to life. Have an amazing day. God bless you all. You do the same. God bless you. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day, everyone. God bless Monday.